Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Thank you so much for being here. I am Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we're the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. Now, that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition, mind, body, spirit, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. Today, we got an awesome guest on the show. It's Vince Gabriel. I'm going to tell you, he's the CEO at Vince Gabriel Media. He's the author of six fitness books, including The Ultimate Guide to Marketing Your Gym and The Ultimate Guide to Sales for Your Gym. Founder of New Jersey-based personal training gym, Gabriel Fitness and Performance. Vince is a longtime friend, an awesome presenter, and he will be presenting at the upcoming Perform Better Conference in Providence, Rhode Island. Vince, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Well, yeah, thank thanks. you. Thanks for being generous with your time. Uh, I just love what you're doing in the industry. I love how you're helping gyms to survive at such an important time and not just survive, but thrive, right? You know, there's, uh, there's gyms that need to rebuild and they need your kind of knowledge. They need your expertise for uh, all the sales and marketing that they need to do. And I know that's going to be a lot about what you're talking about at Perform Better. But before we get into all that, let's talk about how you got into doing what you're doing. Right. You know, like, can we get a little history on you? I know that, uh, let's see, your first conference, we were talking a little bit off the show, was in 2002. Uh, but, uh, you know, where, where did the passion first begin to be doing what you're doing? Uh, easy, easy answer to that. Uh, it started on uh, a grass football field in sixth grade where I got the nickname Bounce Back Vinny. And the nickname came from, I ran into the blocking sled and it had springs on it. And I bounced back so fast. I flipped and did three somersaults and <laughs> they nicknamed me. It wasn't a good nickname. It was a teasing nickname, bounce back Vinny. So that was my first experience. And that year I had to, um, I was a sixth grader and the, I was playing on the eighth grade team. And back then they had weight limits for football. Um, and the weight limit to play on the eighth grade team was 140 pounds. And as a sixth grader, I was 160 pounds. And so I had to lose as a sixth grader, 20 pounds wow. just to make weight on, a, on an eighth grade team. Now, all my friends were like under a hundred pounds that were in sixth grade. Um, but that was my first experience in fitness was, wow losing 20 pounds as a sixth grader to try and play football. And I ended up doing it and I did it all kinds of weird ways. My mom was like on weight watchers at the time. And she was like, here, take these diet pills. They gave me at, um, you know, at that weight watchers gave her. And I was like, you know, I would go run around the block and think, you know, that that would do something. It was just, it was, but it was my first really experience um, with fitness. And it went on and I got a little better in football as, uh, as I went, as I went forward, I ended up playing, uh, uh, college football at Temple university and, um, had a very, you know, mediocre career there and, uh, was 300 pounds when I finished playing as an offensive lineman. 
and realized that, you know, I was majoring in business at the time and didn't really like business. And so um, I really needed to lose weight. So here I was in this weight loss thing again. And so I ended up losing, I went from 300 to 215 in like six months um, through just learning, you know, reading muscle and fitness and you know, kind of got the passion and the bug as, as we've all gotten in the fitness industry. And at the same time, got a certification uh, with the ISSA and got uh, personal trainer certification and then moved to California. And uh, who I think, you know, my friend Todd, you know, Durkin, where I worked at Todd's gym, I got a job as an intern and uh, got a job at, uh, at Durkin's gym, worked there for five years and learned a lot and got great experience, got to train pro athletes and, you know, work under Todd for, for five years. And, uh, it was, it was great. And then five years later, moved back to New Jersey and opened my first gym. Uh, awesome. Now, what year did you decide? So randomly wait up late one night, searching the internet for internships Yeah, and saw, you know, that the website went to his bio and saw he was a Jersey guy. Yeah, right, right. All right. He's a Jersey yeah. guy. I'll, I'll check him out. He's from, he was from, Tom's from Brick. And so I knew Brick very well. I had one of my best friends from college was from Brick. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. And he actually, actually, my friend from college knew, knew Todd. Um, so yeah, everyone knows Todd in, you know, right. in Brick, New Jersey. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it was just, it was just random, very random. Uh, internet cool. search. You're like, he's from Jersey. It must be okay. And, <laughs> and what year was that? Oh, that was, so I started working at Todd's in 2003. So okay. this was, yeah, 2003. Yeah. Todd's gym was, uh, you know, fairly young at that time, you know, cause, uh, I don't even think Todd had a mastermind back then. Right. I no, mean, nothing, internships, nothing. you know, Todd there was, was no there. second location. Like I was there through the whole second, um, that the big facility that they have now, but we were just, we ran out of that little thing up top. Um, and I like we're training people on the balcony and all kinds of crazy stuff happen at that place. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had Todd on the show a couple of times and, uh, you know, Todd's been a great uh, mentor in our lives. And so, uh, so cool that that's where your career began. And then five years later, you move back to Jersey and you start your own gym. So that's 2008, 2008. Yeah. And, um, and what was the name of that gym? That's Gabriel Fitness still okay. uh, still exists and runs today. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if there's been any rebranding or not. Okay. So, uh, wow, you've been in, they say 80% of small businesses fail in their first year. And of those that survive, 80% of those will fail in their next five. So you've made it through some important milestones because <laughs> now here you are, uh, what is this now? 14 years later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. And now you're helping other people, right? You know, like when you first get started as a business owner, it's scary. You know, you're like, man, will I get anybody in here so that I can pay the bills, right? All you have is, you know, rent and a lot of other bills to figure out. And, and then you're, you know, you're trying to get people in your business. Is there any type of adversities that you face as a business owner that basically is the reason, the driving force for you doing what you do today, which is you have a mastermind that mentors other people, you've written books, you know, you're helping people market, you're helping people sell. Um, you know, what did you go through as a business owner, those tough, hard lessons that maybe caused you to do what you do today? Yeah. Um, no, I got the exact story I wanted to uh, share for the overcome 
uh, part of it. I, I started probably a little differently than other people. I actually started out doing very, very well. The first year um, in New Jersey, I was just out, training people out of my truck as an independent contractor, right? And I, so I would drive to fields and I trained a lot of athletes at the time. And I did really well. I got really busy, really fast. Um, and I was making money when I opened my facility the, for on, on day one because of all the um, the work I had done le- the year year before leading up to opening my first gym. And so we were doing really well. And um, I had never, you know, most money I ever made in my life was $37,000 a year. And so I was making money and I was like, dude, I've never seen this much money that in my checking account. And it was really cool at the time, but I was now, you know, running and growing this business that started to get big. And as it started to get big, I lost control of the reins. I lost control of payroll. I lost control of my own um, personal spending. And so it, it was like a lot of people start and they just struggle like crazy in the beginning. I had a different story where I like started really good and all of a sudden bad business habits put me in a really bad spot mm. um, through not understanding, you know, payroll and how much to pay people and what percentage that should be of your revenue through making stupid personal decisions, like probably buying a house that you shouldn't have bought, you know, at the time and things like that. And like a lot of these things added up and I found myself, standing in a parking lot with uh, our our friend and my best friend, Mike Waldron, who was a hedge fund manager at the time, and basically said, dude, I was doing really well. And now I'm like, bro, and I had nothing. We had run out of money. And it was like to the point where we're like building up some debt and some credit card debt. And obviously the first thing that Mike told me to do was understand and learn about finances and, and money. And he taught me how, you know, the difference between cash and cash flow and how to read a profit and loss statement, which I never knew. I never knew any of this. I was just like, I knew how to ring the register, mm-hmm. right? I knew how to go out and I knew how to find, I knew how to good, create relationships with coaches and get those coaches to send their kids to me. Um, but when the business started really growing, I just lost complete control of it. And so at that point, there was really two things I needed to do. One, get control of the money side of it. Um, but two, what, what started to happen is um, we did well in the beginning and we did well because there was not really any competition. We were, we were the only game in town. This was like right the year before CrossFit boom hit. And so there was no CrossFit. We were the only gym in town with turf, the only gym in town with tires, the only gym in town with, <clears throat> excuse me, TRX straps and all that stuff. Everything else was like the one-on-one personal training dumbbells and barbells and like, you know, tuna fish and like all that kind of stuff. Right. So we were like innovative, you know, to the day we were like, what the the people that would come to my gym were like, this is unbelievable. This is so different. But then all of a sudden, you know, a lot of these other places started popping up that looked just like mine. CrossFit looked just like, and like, there was like some gym opened up. It's called CrossFit. It looks just like yours. They got turf and they got prowlers and they got all that stuff. And so these started popping up. Uh, There was another gym that opened up uh, called Lifetime Fitness, which was like a monster gym that opened up in the same town 
about a year after you know we opened. So the increase in competition, which we didn't have before, but the problem was I didn't know how to market. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I only knew before how to create relationships and get people to send. But when you're a new business, that tends to fade after a while. Like you, it only lasts so long. And then you have to get good at marketing and how to differentiate yourself and how to communicate and how to, you know, really just get the word out to your community that you can help them. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of realized I needed to learn. And yeah. I, so, so I needed to learn business, learn to finance, and I need to learn marketing. And I studied everything I could. And till this day, every day I study marketing and I've, I mean, I guess people call me an expert because I've written a bunch of books on it, but I mean, I still look at myself as someone that's just learning and and growing and trying to get better at it um, every day, but it's something I've learned to love. I, I love teaching gym owners about marketing, about selling, about business in general, um, because, hey, no one ever taught us any of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? We, we, uh, we, we become trainers and we enter this world of business and no one ever teaches us the business side. And I had early success because of my instincts, because of my connections I had in my community. Um, it had nothing to do with what I knew about business. And that's kind of, I guess, the seed that's, that pl- has been planted to help other gym owners with the business side. Yeah. That's an amazing story. I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. Cindy. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I think too, with, with marketing, like you said, every day, uh, I still continue to try to learn and grow. Marketing today is significantly different than it was three years ago, five years ago. You know, you start talking, I mean, it's forever changing. We, we obviously, that is not our forte, but you know, every time that it's like, oh, you know, you should do this now, or this is change or the algorithms or, you know, and I'm like, what? I don't even, can't we just run an ad? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But everything changes so much. So you really, especially if, if that's your career, you got to make it um, something that you stay on top of because it's it's significantly different all the time. Well, you know, I'd like to I'd like to backtrack just a little bit. Uh, shout out to Mike Waldron of Financial Fitness Solutions. Uh, you know, he is just an excellent resource to us. Uh, mm-hmm. He's our bookkeeper uh, for Journey um, and uh, just an amazing guy. But what's really interesting that kind of ties into your story that I like that Mike does is he actually he looks beyond just the books and he's like, hey, are you getting the right number of leads in? Because if you'll put them into the form that he provides, he'll give you a red flag. The red flag is you're not getting enough new business into your business to keep up with attrition. You know, everybody's going to lose people to cancellations, they move away, they give up on their goals, whatever happens, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean, it's just a part of the, unfortunately, the fitness business that we're in. Um, I wish that everybody that signed up would just stay, (laughs) that we wouldn't have to look for any new business. We'd have to get a bigger spot. But, uh, (laughs) right, you know. Um, But I like what you're saying there too, Vince. You know, uh, here's a little quote that I like, to be a leader, you must be a student. And so you've remained a student of marketing while also becoming an expert but uh, what you realized as you were standing there in that parking lot is how important it was to, to learn about fitness as a business, not just fitness as a certification. Because if I'm going to be in business, I need to understand this PL, I need to understand how to market, I need to understand how to differentiate. And clearly, that's been the impetus for 
what you're doing today. You're a mentor, you're, you're a presenter, you're, you have your own mastermind, helping people understand these things that, so they don't have to go through the hard times that you went through, you know? Um, yeah. I think that, you know, one of the things you touched on, you know, that Mike does in terms of, um, you know, managing the leads and how many leads came through. I, I think that it's an important point to, to make here um, is we don't make good decisions on emotion. And when we get emotional about business, we usually make bad decisions. And what a commitment to understanding the numbers, which I call the numbers, the only truth teller in the business, right? Because that really is it. And a lot of times we get these things that come into our mind and we get these things that these thoughts that go into our head, like, oh my God, this person quit. And now everyone's going to quit. Oh my God. If I raise my prices, everyone's going to leave. And those are all fear-based, emotional, irrational things versus when a business owner really takes a look at the data and runs their business and makes decisions, not on emotion, but on what's really happening. That's when they'll going to take it to a whole nother level. And the, I always like to teach this because I think it's just the most basic thing. And a lot of times people go, try and go the other way where they track too many things. I mean, if a business just tracked how many leads they got, how many trial memberships they sold or consultations or however they do it, how many new members they got and how many members they lost. If they just track those leading indicators, right? And those aren't financial numbers, right? Those are leading indicators that tell you what's going to happen down the road. And that's a really important distinction. So Mike Waldron, love him. But if I just ran the business just on the profit and loss statement and didn't look at the leading indicators and the things that are happening before, um, it's too late to make the change after the month is over. So I think that um, you know business owners really need to understand the data points um, and run their business and make decisions on what they should do um, based on this data points. And a lot of people will say to me, it's like, well, I don't know what to focus on. What should I focus on? I get to the office and I don't really know what to do. Well, the number one thing that you need to do is make sure the data points are on track. Because mm -hmm. if there's a data point off track, like the money's going to be off track. And if the money's off track, then you're not in a good position. Right. And so I just kind of wanted to make that point. And, and the other point, Cindy, was this. Uh, you mentioned uh, marketing is always changing. And you're very, very right. One of the things that I teach in marketing, and I believe that people struggle in marketing, not because of the things that are ever changing, because of failure to learn the things that never change. Mm. And the things that never change are your target market and who you're trying to help and clarity around that. There are so many gym owners that have no idea. And they say something like vague, like, yeah, I'm helping adults over 40, but they don't know the first thing about these people. They don't know what problems that they have. They don't know what keeps them up at night. They don't know. They've never gone deep into the market. And so because they haven't gotten deep into the market, they don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first piece that never changes. There, as long as marketing exists, there will always be a need to have a clear and precise person that you're trying to help, mm. right? The second piece that never changes is 
you need a message. You need something to say to those people to make them nod their head and say, yep, that place is for me. And what most people do and what most, where most people screw this up is their message, their marketing message is about them. Mm-hmm. And it's about the stuff that they do and the equipment they have and the type of program. If I hear one person market small group training, I, I, I'm going to run to the rafters. Like you don't market small group training. You market the problems that people have. And that's what the message needs to be. The message needs to be about your market. And then what are they struggling with? And then communicate how you can help them with those problems. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece is that never changes is the worst number in business is one in that if you try to market your business with one source, right? With one Facebook ad, with one Google ad, with one referral program, with one website, when that one thing dries up, your marketing dries up. So the third piece is multi uses of many different forms. And I'll be honest with you. I still advertise in the newspaper and I still advertise in the newspaper because it works. Mm -hmm. And I advertise the newspaper and I've done it for, I spent 3000, sorry, $36,000 last year on newspaper ads for my gym. But the return on the investment exponential. Wow. Wow. Because I can measure what's actually happening, but that is one of the things we do. Right. So you have just to recap, this stuff never changes who you're targeting, the message to that person, and then getting it, the message out there through many, many different channels. And that's what makes your marketing bulletproof. Wow. That's really good. Boy, that was a bomb drop right there. Knowledge, knowledge bomb right there. You know, I've heard it said, if you're talking to everybody, then you're talking to nobody. So you have to determine who is that person? Who is that ideal customer? What are their pain points? And then, of course, having multiple forms of uh, media channels that you're getting out there. Uh, that, that's, that's really good. Really good. Um, you're going to be helping people at the upcoming Perform Better Conference. To uh, the, the title of the session is how to get your next 20 small group personal training clients in 30 days. Um, there's certain secrets involved. In fact, it says the presentation has five of them. But uh, maybe you'd give us a little preview about that presentation for those that... Uh, maybe wanting to come or learn more? Well, I, I pretty much gave you the first three, just right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, no, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so, so those are the, and I will say this, and um, I, I'm, a, I'm a coach to gym owners. I'm a business coach to gym owners, but I, I, pretty much everything I teach is everything I've experienced in the last 14 years. Yeah. So when I make a claim, like how to get 20 new clients in 30 days. That is a real hardcore fact that happened in my gym. So it's not like this making these, like most people do, like make these weird you know, numbers up. And actually, to be honest, the last uh, challenge we ran uh, brought in 36 um, new clients, small group clients in 30 days. But I wanted to make sure that people wouldn't think I was joking, but that actually really did happen. Um, so we'll follow that model. Like, so I'll, at the, at the conference, I'll introduce and unpack those, you know, first three things, but this is a really important point. Um, 
after you know you get a lead um is what do you do like what 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 do you do and what specific systems do you have in place to get that lead in the door and i think what people don't understand is the reason why they don't focus on this enough is because they don't understand human behavior and in order to really understand marketing and sales you need to understand how human beings behave and the reality is most people um, have have stuff in their Instagram cart, right? That they haven't bought and they may never buy. And the reality is it because they're indecisive. Right. And what you a business needs to just understand that and know that, hey, there is a good chance this person is going to be all hot and want to come in for training today. And then all of a sudden not want to come in tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then call you again in two weeks and be like, yeah, I'm ready to go now. Right. It's like this Mm -hmm. irrational type of thing. And people think like, oh, well, if they filled out the form on the website, they should come in. Why should I have to chase that person? And, you know, they don't do it because for whatever reason, I don't know. But the fourth piece is a nurture system and a system that your business has that understands human beings are indecisive and know that you need to follow up with people multiple times. I mean, I had a guy sign up for my um, six week new client search program in the last run. He's been on my email list for eight years. <laughs> like I've promoted the program 20 times. Yeah. And on the 20th time he gets an email and he fight. I mean, how many hundreds of hundreds and maybe thousands of emails he's gotten from me. And then he finally bought in the eighth year, he's been on my list. How do you explain that? And you, it's like, you can't. And it's just like, well, you, if I stopped emailing to that guy, he's gone. He never, he never becomes a buyer. And so what gyms need to make sure they're doing is, Hey, when you have this, um, you know, uh, marketing process and you're investing money in marketing, well, you want to get a return on your investment. You got to have a system that gets them in the door. Yeah. And if you don't get them in the first time, you need to have something that follows up with them enough times to get them in the door the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth time. That's really good. That's really good. Um, you know, we'll keep that fifth secret for a surprise for those that want to uh, attend to perform better. Now, question for you. How, many, how much money do you think your average fit, fitness business is losing for lack of follow-up? Because I think that what you're talking about right now is a big problem for most business owners, right? Like they might reach out to somebody a couple of times, text them, call them. They don't get a hold of them. They don't get the appointment. Or maybe it goes in the circular file instead of any file that would uh, have any sort of follow-up for staying in front of them. It must be a crazy amount of money that your average fitness business loses for lack of follow-up. It, it, it's extraordinary. And I, I, I wish I could give you a number. I can't. Right. Um, but the reality is, um, when, when we have a, a new person that comes into our world and they need money right away, the place we go, um, is the four money buckets. And that is unconverted leads, unconverted trial members, former members and members on hold. And there's, there's, there's a God awful amount of money in those four buckets without spending a dollar on a new lead. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cause 
you know, when you think about it and, and, you know, the reason that we can't answer that question is because it depends on the size of the business. It depends on the number of leads that they've had come in their business. It depends on how, what is the lifetime value of that customer. But let's just, you know, if your average customer was worth $2,000 to you next year, and, you know, maybe you're only getting a 50% conversion rate because of lack of follow-up, and then suddenly you start to increase that. And, you know, because of follow-up and you get an extra 10%, and you get hundreds of leads over the years, you know, I mean, what, what does that really mean? I mean, you know, we're talking about, you could add a hundred thousand dollars to your business just by following up more, right? It's, it's just crazy to think about. Um, you know, you've been such a student of marketing and you're sharing so many great gems with us. Uh, for those that are listening that, you know, maybe want to learn more for their marketing business, is there a best marketing or sales book in your life or best mentor or uh, sales book in, uh, sales mentor in your life that you'd recommend for the listeners? Oh yeah. I mean, I follow uh, the godfather of direct response marketing, you know, Dan Kennedy and anything you can, you know, uh, read or watch or listen from, from Dan is, uh, is a okay with me. So he's been the the biggest one um, that I followed over the, over the course of the last decade. You know, I've never told you this, Vince, you know, we've had different conversations over the years, but um. I'm, I'm a little bit psychic. Um, and I have a Nostradamus prediction, you know, Dan Kennedy, uh, you know, I know he recently got back involved with Russell Brunson and, uh, but everybody was like, is Dan Kennedy dead? You know, where's he been? Right. You know, and then, uh, you know, Tom Plummer recently announced on a perform better tour that that was his last time presenting. Uh, I think that there's a future guru in the uh, sales and marketing world a uh, a legend in the making and i believe that it's you vince uh, oh uh thank you i appreciate that uh as i said earlier you know i'm a i'm an old washed up offensive lineman that shows up and you know goes to work every day so it's uh i appreciate homework. that though yeah you do your homework you do it you know and, and that's the thing I'll, I'll say it again to be a leader you have to be a student and uh, you are, are definitely, uh, you know, continuing to expand your expertise every day. Really, really good stuff. Um, so at the upcoming Perform Better, you know, you can learn how to get 20 small group clients in 30 days or maybe 36. It depends on how well you execute. <laughs> <laughs> 36. It was, it was actually 36 and 21. Our last. Uh, 21 30, days. Wow. 36, 36 new clients in 21 days. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who wouldn't want to do that? That's amazing. Really good. Um, Vince, anything else for our listeners? You know, like one, I mean, I definitely, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about how they can engage with you and learn more from you, you know, but uh, any final words of wisdom before we get to that? Um, I, I guess that, um, you, you know, I always have this, uh, this soft spot in my heart you know, for gym owners, right? Because obviously, you know, I am one. And I think that there's, it, it, it bothers me how many gym owners join this world and um, are not successful financially. And the majority of the reason why is, is, is they don't understand how to run a business. And it's really just learning. That's really all it is, is opening your mind to learning a few things, to learning about money, to learning about marketing, to learning about managing people. And the, the, the advice I have is that you're, you're going to go through periods where you're going to get like up to a, a wall or a sticking point. 
And what happens is a lot of times people feel that sticking point and they, they get very uncomfortable and then they go back to what's familiar. And what I just want people to know is like everything good that's happened in most people's lives came through struggle, came through challenges. Right. And so when you get to that wall and you get to that point, it's like you got to lean into that feeling and understand that that's a feeling of growth and that's a feeling of progress. And that's a feeling that you're going to look back on and appreciate that you actually went through it. Um, so embrace the, the not knowing, embrace the discomfort of, of learning new things and of having to make decisions that you don't know if we're going to are right. Um, because that's the way that, you know, people get through next levels. Like this most successful people in this world don't just like take this rocket ship to the moon. It's like, no, they faced adversity, you know, along the way. And I think gym owners in business, that that adversity is not understanding what's the next level of knowledge they need to have. Right. And um, they end up going back to training all the sessions because that's what's comfortable. And if you're going to succeed, I think you got to do what's uncomfortable. Um, and in business, that's going to be, you know, understanding and learning what needs to make a business run. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> You know, success begins outside your comfort zone. So you don't need another certification on kettlebells. You might need to learn how to look at a PL and learn how to market your business. That's uh, super good, super good. Vince, how can people get more of you? Uh, you know, where, where do they go? What channels, websites, uh, masterminds, can they join anything? Um, I usually have people start with getting my book. It's uh, the URL is vincesfreebook.com. And it's a, uh, it's a book that they... Um, it's, I give it out for free, but they just have to cover the shipping. So it's a physical book. And I do that because um, I, I like people to actually physically read stuff versus I used to have um, uh, an, uh, an ebook of it. And th there's something about like actually reading the book and getting the book in your hands and following the words with your finger um, that will make things, you know, really hit home a lot more. So that's why I do the, the, the physical book. Um, and then the other thing is I have a podcast, um, called the fitness business university podcast, and I record every week and I've recorded there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes, um, about that. And it's just me yakking about business, um, for, for and it's just me. I don't have any hosts. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any cool people, uh, <laughs> like, like Cindy, but uh, you don't have a cool, you don't have a cool co-host like Cindy. Well, I yeah. recommend you get one. She's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, but that, hey, thank you. That is awesome. You know, for our audience, guys, you can get a free book at vincesfreebook.com. So there it is. You can go to the university for free, Fitness Business University, you know. So start, uh, what do they call that? Automobile University, right? When you're listening uh, to the podcast in your car, you're in, uh, right. yeah, automobile yeah, yeah. University, you know. So uh, awesome. And uh, how do they follow you? Uh, on Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, I'm not a big social media guy. Um, I don't even know what my Instagram thing is. Uh, I think it's vgabriel71 is my Instagram. But I, I honestly don't spend... Guys. <laughs> it, it, honestly, if they want to get in touch with me, they just email me, vince at gabrielfitness.com. Okay. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on social. Um, That's great. That's awesome. There's a lesson in itself. Vince, thanks for being so generous with your time and for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. 
Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.